Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption, and I'm Marty Caldwell, your host today. And before I start, I would like to remind you to sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Uh, we'll let you know when we have uh, new shows, what their topics are, and any specials we have also. Um, you can order any of our uh, programs on CD if you'd like to give them as friends to friends or um, educational purposes, too. So be sure to visit our site at letstalkadoption.com and sign up for that and get more information to help you, too. Also, I encourage you to send us questions at info at letstalkadoption.com. Com. That's info at letstalkadoption.com so we can answer your questions also on the air and also in a future publication too. Today we're going to be discussing having a relationship with a birth mother and the importance of this relationship and we're going to discuss a lot of different scenarios too so I think this will be very important and this show is in in um, preparation for Birth Mother's Day and a lot of you may have never heard of Birth Mother's Day but it's a day that we honor the women that have made us mommies and daddies and also for women to actually um, be honored uh, as birth mothers for women um, that have placed children in adoption uh, plans in the past and, uh, and currently too and we're going to discuss more about what that's all about but it's an important day to recognize the thousands of women whose adoption choices uh, give other women and men uh, women's you know opportunities to, to to be a mother and to celebrate Mother's Day. So that's the day before Mother's Day, um, and this year it'll be on uh, May 12th too. My guest today is a, a wonderful woman, Melanie Beth Mosberg. Uh, she's been on the program before. She is a birth mother to Sarah Grace, uh, born May 2004, and she was placed in an open adoption. And Melanie is now pursuing her bachelor's degree in social work and is very active in the adoption community. Uh, she runs a program through um, Birth Mom Buds, matching potential birth mothers and their mentors. She also counsels um, potential birth mothers and adoptive parents on uh, issues before and after adoption, too. Uh, her story... Uh, was published in a personal touch on adoption, and we're really thrilled to have her come back because it's important that we talk to somebody that really knows about these relationships. Welcome to the program, Melanie. Thank you. It's so nice to have you here. And, you know, uh, there are so many, I know a lot of people send, you know, questions to me on, I'm meeting a birth mother. I don't know what to give her as a gift. I don't know what to say to her. Um, is it important I have a relationship afterwards with her? And these are the kind of things I want you to discuss today with us, too. Um, you know, about that, you know, first we know about, you know, we've talked about a little bit about appropriate adoption language, and I wanted to share briefly for people listening today about the proper language to use, um, you know, in adoption. Absolutely. I think first and foremost, um, I guess one of my little pet peeves and many birth mothers share this feeling as well as the verbiage of you gave away your child mm -hmm. or you gave up or put up. And mm -hmm. we always like to correct and say we made a choice mm -hmm. and placed our child or mm -hmm. made an adoption plan mm -hmm. and followed through with it. Um, that's probably one of the biggest misnomers of, you know, oh, you didn't want your child, so you just gave them away. And, right. And we, uh, you know, one thing I call my adoption was I was given the gift of life. And I was able to bless a family who couldn't have any more children. Mm -hmm. So that's a gift on both ends, but it's a choice. Right. It's it was a choice because important. you had other choices, and this Absolutely. is the choice you gave as a gift to your child and, and, uh, and to another family, too. Absolutely. And then the key word, too, is birth parent or birth child mm -hmm. um, or biological parent or biological child. Instead of using perhaps a real parent or natural parent. Those are negative, or, yeah. 
exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and we have again, a, go ahead. Uh, going, you know, talking about rights, and and when we quote unquote sign our rights away, we're actually relinquishing our parental rights, mm-hmm. or you know, that's a choice, and it's you know very important that it's acknowledged as such. Right. And you have a couple more. What are some of the other ones? And then we'll. I want to talk um, to you a about. A negative language would be to keep versus parent, mm-hmm. being the positive side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a negative. Uh, the negative would be so you don't want to use the word to keep. It's you correct. decide to parent your child. Uh huh. Correct. Another negative language would be um, is adopted, and positive would be was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, present past tense, so to speak. Right, and I prefer, I know, when people ask about my children, I'll say, you know, they entered our family through adoption. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to differentiate. I know when we have all four of our kids and we have a, a blended family and people find out what I do, they look at the children, and the kids hate this, and they'll go, which ones were adopted? And my response is, you know what, I can't remember. <laughs> and the kids like that because it really doesn't matter, and I can't remember because I love them all, um, birthing them or not or how they entered, I love them where they are today. And I think it's really important, and I really cringe, and, and if I'm in a cocky mood, I will say so something when they say, oh, this is their adopted son, or I see obituaries, and they'll mention all the kids, and they'll say, then their adopted son, and it just breaks my heart. Uh, because Absolutely. when you adopt and you bring a child to your family, they take on your name, and they have all the same benefits that a child brought to you through birth would. And, uh, and if you can't do that, you shouldn't be adopting. Right. And it's it's your and responsibility. You treat them as equal. Right. And, and it's a responsibility to share that information with uh, family members too so they don't embarrass anybody and don't use that because a lot of times elderly people will say I, my grandfather used to say where's his real mother and I said well she's right here looking at you. <laughs> you know. And so I say oh you're speaking of his birth mother. I see. Right. And so I would correct it very nicely but um you know it was something that he didn't know until I said something, but I, I wasn't, I didn't want to be mean. I just wanted to make sure that he understood that I'm his real mother, that Absolutely. his, his first mother or his birth mother and, uh, and then where she is and how she doing that type of thing. So totally different just to kind of gently correct him too. You know, let's talk a little bit about the importance of a relationship. And, and I know I'm going to have people right now saying, but, and I've had these emails, but I don't know who my birth mother was, or I was adopted internationally. What do you, you know, there's an importance of having this relationship, but, and you're talking about the biological, you know, you're talking about the adoptive family, but you're also talking about the child having a relationship with their first mother, you know, mm-hmm. their birth mother. Share with us what we'd say to people that don't have that contact. They don't know who their birth mother was, and they don't know the circumstances around it. Um, that's a tough question, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I think. In this day and age, adoption is much more open as it was 20-plus years ago, right. 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. A child pretty much, you know, you were banished from your town and your family and sent away and mm-hmm. have your child, and, um, you know, but you, you know nothing. And I know from working with adult adoptees, most, most of them do not have resentment. Mm-hmm. I think they do want to meet their birth parents to thank them for the choice that they made for giving them life. Right. And the choice that they made in placing them with a very good family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to mm-hmm. experience life, again, not knowing what the circumstances would necessarily right. be. And um, there, there are a lot of people that wish they were adopted, that were, born, were raised in a very dysfunctional, um, you know, biological family. Oh, sure. And even, you know, functional families, yeah, you know, yeah. people joke all the time. I just wish, you know. I wish I had that uh, choice. I was adopted. Yeah. But, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I work with a family, an adoptive family that has two adoptive children from different birth mothers. Mm-hmm. And the eight-year-old jokes all the time. He says, I'm going to go live with my birth mother. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, life is greener on the other side, so yep. to speak. But, right. Um, and kids I, say that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And I think most importantly, if, if it is in your heart to find your birth parents, do so. There are so many search engines out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's a two-way street, so if they were placed through an agency and records are sealed, if they find out that original agency and they write to them mm-hmm. and their birth parents have already submitted, they can match and they can you know, give them information. And I found that recently um, with an adult adoptee. Right. Um, and again, you know, putting ads out there, a woman I worked with um, she's 60 years old, and she searched for a few years to find her birth child and did so on her 30th birthday. Well, you know what's interesting, too? We tell people that um, uh, I know my daughter just read, we were on vacation, um, she read out of the Sweet 16 magazine an article about um, a family, three children that were separated um through foster care. Um, two of the boys were adopted into one family and the little girl was adopted into another family and they never knew what happened to their sister. And one day she went on there and um, a boy had emailed her and on MySpace, went on to MySpace and he had a MySpace and saw hers and his heart stopped and, you know, and they emailed each other and um, got back in touch with each other. So, you know, a lot of people have MySpaces also. Yeah, and I you just have to be internet- careful is really yeah. opening up a lot of things for people across the world and even international have some some contact too. Let's go back to the question though, Melanie. Why is it important to have a relationship with a birth mother? A lot of people are fearful of that relationship. Oh, she's going to come back and she's going to take the baby and which we know is not true. Uh, if everything is done legally and she she her choice was, you know, I, I want a birth mom to make this choice because she feels the best for everybody and not because it's been taken away from her. This child's been taken away from her. Sure. I think most importantly, building up to the actual adoption, um, some families match um, very early in pregnancy, some match very late. Regardless mm-hmm. of the stage that you're in, this birth mother is, you know, choosing to relinquish her child to you. And that is going to be a part of this woman for the rest of their lives. Yes. And you, being grateful as an adoptive parent, knowing you know, whether they're currently parenting or this is their first child, you are blessing them with the opportunity to be a mother. And I think it's very important Mm -hmm. um, to not believe everything that you hear and -hmm. not believe everything that you read and all the myths that are out there. Mm -hmm. Um, In my particular situation, I'm just about three years post-placement. And I think the feelings are settled and, and the security is definitely back on both sides. But for me, it's just having the relationship and having the open communication um, to talk about anything. I mean, prior to when you're first talking to a a potential birth mother, Mm -hmm. um, really taking initiative to understand their life and and how they came to their current situation, Mm -hmm. not necessarily crying per se, but being comfortable and building that trust in that relationship. Trust and communication is and it's important. You're going to learn a lot about your birth mother's heritage, which is going to become your child's heritage. Um, my children love to have, they love it that I have that information about them. 
and it's all part of it. And I've never, I've always loved my birth mothers, uh, my my children's biological family. Um, I've always spoken highly, even though we had some really difficult times uh, through through these times. But they were, they still honored um, and loved their child. They loved the same child I loved. And if it hadn't been for these wonderful women, um, I would not be a mommy myself. Right. And so it's really important to remember that. And it's it's just actually stepping back. And some people have more empathy than others. But I think it's honoring the the uh, contact you had and, and realizing these women are going through something so difficult we couldn't imagine ourselves. But they are doing this in the selfless love that says, I love this child and I want something better for them. And they're doing all they possibly can, and we have to honor that. And I really think what goes around comes around, and if you don't do that, someday your child will have contact with that birth mother, and she will share the pain because there wasn't the contact wasn't continued as promised or, or whatever, and it, it, that can come back to bite you on the hiney. Sure. And so I think that people need to really approach adoption, being willing to learn, and, and they really shouldn't get into adoption until they're really educated on this because when I started in my adoption journey, I just wanted someone to drop a baby off in a basket on my doorstep and ring the doorbell <laughs> and go away. When I started reading and talking to others, I thought, oh, I want an open adoption because I want to know more about my child's heritage and I want her to feel comfortable. I invited my son's birth mother to our home to have dinner. Um, you know, it's real interesting. And, and, and she has stopped contact with us, which is really sad. I know where she is. My son does. But it's something that she is on with her life, which is kind of sad for me. And it breaks my heart. But that does happen. And I've heard a lot of adoptive parents that want more openness and they don't have it with their birth parents. Well, you know? and that's something that that's really, really important. And for the birth mothers that are listening, I cannot stress that enough. I know, you know, personally and through all the women that I have worked with, consistency in that relationship is so important whether you enter in an open or semi-open adoption Mm -hmm. knowing that the family has has an agreement with you it is a verbal agreement that they will continually let you see your child or send pictures presents whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. but me as a birth mother life goes on you know you get married you go to school you move away but you need to keep those communication lines open and it's so important right And that's something I want to stress to everyone is, you know, on both sides, whether it be the birth parents or the adoptive families, Mm -hmm. that, again, comes with the honesty and the communication of, you know, if there's times in your life where it's just too hard, either on both ends, Mm -hmm. be able to speak up and say, you know, I need some distance right now, if it's a year, if it's two, but Mm -hmm. be able to reach out. I mean, email again, and Internet is such a great thing, Mm -hmm. and everybody needs a break, and that's understandable, but you don't ever want to forget. No. And especially as a child gets older, it does get difficult. If a birth parent is in another life and there's not a lot of consistency, it's very confusing for an adoptive child. Right, and they need they need all that information. And we're seeing more and more studies because I've been in adoption now for 21 years, and I'm tracking the ones that have open and closed and semi-open, and it's really very eye-opening uh, to see the differences and the the parents that have open and semi-open adoption. Their adoptions are much more uh, level 
and the kids are doing much better because it's not another, oh my gosh, I don't understand this, and did I do something wrong because she doesn't want to have contact with me, or my parents don't want me to have contact with her. Sure. So kids can handle a lot. Listen, we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, Melanie is going to share more about having a relationship with a birth mother. We're going to talk about Birth Mother Day, which is the day before Mother's Day, a wonderful day. It's very important to honor our birth mothers. And so we're going to discuss that when we come back oh, after this real quick break. Don't touch that mouse. God has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey His plan to you? Perhaps He is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit LifetimeAdoption.org. Or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. Well, welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell, and uh, today we have on our program Melanie Beth Mosberg, and we're talking about having a relationship with your birth mother. Uh, why it's important, what happens when you don't have that relationship. I have some suggestions for that, too. And uh, why this is important, you know, Birth Mother's Day is coming up on May 12th this year. It's always celebrated the day before Mother's Day because we would not be mommies if we didn't have birth moms. So it's important that we put them first um, on the day before Mother's Day. And so I um, wanted to share that with you. Before I forget, anybody considering adoption, please do visit um, our, my website of my book, uh, adoptingonline.com. And it's uh, it's a wonderful book. It's about 512 pages, so it's a meaty book. It has all kinds of information in there to help you adopt. And it's available at bookstores, or you can uh, get it online. There's a $10 coupon off right now if you go to adoptingonline.com. And uh, I hope you enjoy the book. Many have, and they've brought a lot of families together with the with their children and birth mothers, too. Melanie, before we went on break, we were sharing a little bit about, you know, the importance of having the the contact with a birth mother and and having the information you need and how to honor those res- the the communication you know keeping the communication you mentioned you know the internet is a big thing I, I know a lot of families I encourage them to put up websites and even with passwords um, with where they can upload photographs for birth mothers um, they can put them on MySpace they can put them on um, different websites or share them through uh, WinkFlash you know dot um, com it's or Photoshop type of uh, place where they can sh- share photos. What other suggestions do you have for families to keep in communication open? Um, again, I think your suggestions are great. Uh, depending on how the adoption is set with semi-open adoptions, mostly they go through third party, so everything is going directly through an attorney or agency. Mm-hmm. They don't have direct contact. But it's so important, I cannot stress enough, how just a picture um, a drawing that yes. the child has done, something as yes. simple as that, mm-hmm. that, you know, could light up a birth mother's eyes and world in just the small mementos mm-hmm. of watching their child grow through the eyes of someone else. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really important. And I know that we talked about, you know, um, Birth Mother's Day coming up, and I want to share, you know, I used to send birth mother's cards out to the birth mamas I knew. We have so many hundreds of them now. And I know for those women, they would put it on their fireplace or on their dresser, and they'd keep it there for the entire year. 
And they were so, this is, you know, many, many years ago when we first started doing this, 21 years ago when I was doing this. Um, and they said, you know, it's so nice to get that in the mail because no, I thought everyone forgot about me. Sure. And tell us a little bit about Birth Mother's Day and and when this came to be. You've got a little history on that, too. And, and when is it? And, what, and then we'll talk about some ideas. Yeah. Uh, birth Mother's Day was created in 1990 by a group of Seattle, Washington birth mothers who met um, each other in a birth parent support group. Mm-hmm. And it grew out of the shared recognition that Mother's Day is one of the most painful days of the year, mm-hmm. second only to the birthday of our birth children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're sort of shut out, so to speak, of the traditional holiday. Mm-hmm. And it's a day so important to us, just as it would be uh, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. to being able to share nationally um, with other birth mothers and, and be acknowledged by your family. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate. I gave birth a week before um, Mother's Day and Birth Mother's Day and, and was given a gift, a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful gift that, you know, it's something that is so important and it's that validation of being remembered and being supported and uh, being honored. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that's very Tell, important. Can you share what uh, what gift you gave, you received that you enjoyed? Or is there another gift? So you, if you can't share that, then what other suggestions you have? Absolutely. I um, It was, again, the week before I um, gave birth and placed. And it was what's called a birth mother's life book. Mm. And it's basically uh, a skeleton um, scrapbook, so to speak of everything for me to fill out to give to my daughter um, mm. down the road so she'll know anything and everything there is about me, wow. not just so much medical information, but, you know, what was my favorite toy growing up or what's my favorite color or, you mm-hmm. know, my favorite family memories from growing up and all these things that my daughter will be able to read as she grows older to really learn more about me. Right. And I think that's really important. You know, everything is important. And I want to share some of the tips that I recommend. We talk about gifts for your birth mother uh, on birth um, birth mother's day. I definitely a card. Uh, there are some wonderful cards out there. You can make your own. You can. Um, some people they'll say, "Well, I don't have an address, but I have an email." Then send a special card to her. And um, if you don't know your birth mother, what I recommend uh, on this is that basically. Um, you know, you can light a candle for your birth mother. I know if you're, uh, a lot of churches will have that. Light a candle and say a prayer. And I know in my home, I light a candle, and it reminds me every day when I see that candle, say a prayer for my birth mother. Um, and it, it just wherever she is, that God will watch over her and bless her abundantly um, for the blessing she's brought. And uh, my children know that, uh, that I pray for their birth family because it's not only them, but other siblings and grandparents. Um, you know, their whole family, because we never know what's going on in their lives. And I think if you don't know where your birth mother is, say that prayer and still do that, because I believe that God hears all our prayers and uh, can bless that birth mother wherever she may be. And then also, or she's even passed away um, for the rest of her family, for other people that are mourning uh, for her loss, including yourself. But um, there are ways to honor your birth mother. Other people will plant flowers. I enjoy putting a uh, rose bush uh, in my garden for different memories. Um, I prefer flowers with roots in them, I say. Um, You can plant a flower for your birth mother uh, in her memory. And uh, as that flower grows, you will see that continually. You can send a plant to your birth mother where she can do the same thing. Um, You can also do a bracelet. Um, We used to give out uh, baby rings to uh, our birth mothers and also to uh, the adoptive parents to give to the the child. So that um, birth mom knows, gee, she has a ring just like the baby has. Um, so there are a lot of things you can do. Um, you can engrave um, to a very special woman, a, a, 
a crystal clock that she can have. But I think it's a time to really honor because if it weren't for the birth mothers that have helped me with our children, I wouldn't be a mommy myself. Um, oh, like, and like I said earlier, I mean, whether it's a small photo album of pictures of, yes. of the birth child, mm-hmm. um, a letter, I mean, depending on the age of the child, if the child is, you know, in their mid uh, to late teens, um, having a letter directly from them. I mean, this, mm-hmm. again, the smallest things in the world to birth mothers, mm-hmm. and I say that from the bottom of my heart, when I get a picture or I get an email with an update that my daughter did this today or... You know, we recently had a snowstorm. It was her first snow, and I got my pictures. Yeah. It's the littlest things that mean so okay. much. Okay. But, again, that validation on Birth Mother's Day is really um, important. It's a long way. Yeah. Well, you know, we're closing up the program right now, but, you know, I'm Melanie, I want to give out your website. It's birthmombuds.com, right? Correct. And also on there um, it has uh, Birth Mother Day cards okay. that have been designed. Just for that. Heart designs, and also all sorts of suggestions resources and um, they can help us well thank you so much well i appreciate you being on the show god bless all my listeners today we hope to see you next week and this is marty caldwell and we will see you next week melanie thank you for being on the show too thank you take care and happy mother's day birth mother's day to you too thank you for joining us for let's talk adoption with marty caldwell for more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.